0: Uh, I'm going to say no one's better than me <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let's go Blow one. <laughs> Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, and welcome to this Friday edition of Locked on Dolphins. Today is July 10th, 2020. I am your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, managing editor of USA Today's DolphinsWire.com, NFL Draft Analyst at DraftNetwork.com, and boy, oh boy. We're in for a treat today because we got treated courtesy of Hayden Winks of rotoworld.com with an excellent profile on hedge coaching aggressiveness and where Brian Flores and the Miami Dolphins of 2019 fell in 10 metrics that measure offensive efficiency and aggressiveness and uh, again, if you're, you have questions regarding the Dolphins making a coordinator change, this is something I've tried to talk about on the show. I'm reading The Score Takes Care of Itself by Bill Walsh. And Walsh talks in there about how every detail is mandated from him. And it's his voice, and it's his messaging, and it's his brand of football. Brian Flores trying to instill the same concepts in South Florida of any successful head coach, I don't think we should just gloss over and assume, well, no, Chad O'Shea's gone. Offense is going to be completely different. They're not going to be as aggressive, so on and so forth. Not necessarily because it's all everything, every decision Brian Flores has made has been to find coaches that can teach and bring into play more of his preferred style of football. And um, even some of the changes bringing in Changali is going to lend itself to an even more aggressive style of play as far as pacing and so on and so forth. So we'll get into that. Uh, but before we do, for any gamers who are listening, I do think it's worthwhile mentioning that the Madden rankings are out for the quarterbacks of the 2021 version of the game. And Tua Tunga being amongst that group, obviously, if you were a gamer and you played last year's game, Probably didn't have a lot of fun, did you, trying to play this Dolphins? I know I didn't. So let's talk about this drop that we had in Madden rankings and 2020 rookie quarterbacks. Miami Dolphins quarterback Tua Tungavailoa had his Madden rating revealed to him courtesy of EA Sports and Hall of Fame quarterback Steve Young. The video, which was released by EA Sports to mark the upcoming release of the new game, checks Tungavailoa in as tied for the second highest quarterback rookie rating of the last two years of the game, trailing only LSU's Joe Burrow. Tungavailoa enters the open of the 2020 season with a 73 grade in Madden, which is tied for 2019 number one overall pick Kyler Murray for the second best score amongst rookie quarterbacks. We don't know the full details or scope of how the Dolphins will be graded in this year's game, but at the very least, we know it's going to be better than last year's, in which the Dolphins were comfortably the worst-rated team in the game upon its release in the summertime. With the Dolphins bringing in a massive influx of young talent plus established NFL talents via free agency, regardless of whether you're looking to play a single exhibition game or start a franchise with the Miami Dolphins, it should be a much more enjoyable experience this time around. As far as Tonga Vailoa, he was joined in the video by fellow 2020 rookie quarterbacks Justin Herbert, Jordan Love, and Jalen Hurts to talk with Steve Young about what their ratings were in specific traits before ultimately revealing what their overall grade was. Tunga Vailoa checked in at two spots higher than the next best rookie quarterback in the Madden rankings, which was not Justin Herbert, who was drafted number six overall, one spot behind Tua, but rather Jordan Love. With a 71 overall, Love was drafted with the 26th overall selection, a spot also held by the Miami Dolphins. So the hierarchy of rookie quarterbacks, according to EA Sports, sees Joe Burrow at number one with a 76 overall. That's the best grade given out over the past two seasons. Tua Tungavailoa tied with Kyler Murray for the second best score over the last two years. And then Dwayne Haskins in 2019 was given a 72 Jordan Love was given a 71, and Justin Herbert was given a 70. Not necessarily indicative of any pro success, but rather an interesting reflection of what the perception is with these quarterbacks as they come into the league. And from the Miami Dolphins' perspective, they could only hope to see so much of a successful rookie season for Tua tunga as the one seen last year by Kyler Murray, who went on to win the NFL's Rookie of the Year award while throwing for over 3,700 yards with 20 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, and an additional 544 yards and five scores on the ground. In all, Murray started 16 games with over 1,000 snaps played. And although he was the most frequently sacked quarterback in all of football, he showed all the great promise that made him the number one overall selection with his ability to extend plays, win on the ground and his natural arm ability to put the ball all over the field with accuracy. If the Dolphins can get a similar rating from Tonga Vailoa to Kyler Murray, here's hoping they can also get a similar outcome throughout the course of the 2020 NFL season rockauto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers they have everything from engine control modules to brake parts tail lamps motor oil and even new carpets. so whether it's for your classic or daily driver you can get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your front door the rockauto.com catalog is unique and easy to navigate, and you can quickly see all the parts available for your p- vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. And best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers alike. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, Right, locked on in there. how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. So as we teased at the top of the show, Hayden Winks, rotoworld.com, offensive aggressiveness and analytics and implementation of analytics and 10 key categories pertaining to offensive football play. And Hayden stacked up all the offenses in all of these 10 categories and then stacked up the offenses by by the coach as far as which coaches were the most analytics-based, forward-thinking, aggressive offenses. So the 10 traits that he looked at, fourth down aggressiveness, pass rate on early downs, pass rate while trailing, play-action percentage, Downfield pass rate, middle of the field pass rate, pre-snap motion percentage, outside run rate, shotgun run rate, and offensive pace. So obviously a lot of these analytics suggest, and that's that's kind of the core here, is because he packaged this as ranking NFL offenses by analytics usage. The faster you play and attack certain areas of the field from a... Law of averages, a.k.a. analytics perspective, if I'm dumbing this down to the most watered-down, straightforward delivery of what they're talking about in all 10 of these trades as possible, play-action passer efficiency is greater than standard drop-back passing because even just you don't have to run the ball well to have the benefit of play-action passing anymore. That, that's been kind of disproven here in today's NFL. So whether or not you run the ball successfully or not, the more you use play action, the more you're at least going to hold that linebacker just for a split hair of a second. Fourth down aggressiveness, depending on down and distance and and time of the game and where you are on the field. An added down based on the average distance of an opposing team's drive, it might be more valuable to take the added down and, and put yourself in position to extend the game, extend your time of possession, Go down and score seven points instead of three points. So those are the ten traits that they looked at, and there's numbers there, and he cites each one of the sources as far as why it's valuable. I'm gonna read you guys the top ten quarter or the top ten analytics driven offenses. According to Hayden Winks, number one, John Harbaugh, Baltimore Ravens. Number two, Andy Reid. Number three, Bill Belichick. Number four, Sean McVay. Number five, Sean Payton. Number six, Doug Peterson. Interesting collection here of names, right? A lot of success here in the top six. Number seven, Carolina Panthers. Number eight, Kellen Moore and the Dallas Cowboys. Number nine, Brian Flores of the Miami Dolphins. And number 10, Sean McDermott of the Buffalo Bills. Here are the Dolphins' rankings in each of the 10 traits. 4th down aggressiveness, ninth most aggressive team on 4th downs in the NFL. Pass rate on early downs, 2nd out of 32 teams. Pass rate while trailing, 6th. Play action rate, 29th. Downfield pass rate, pushing the ball, air yards, 13th out of 32 teams. Middle of the field pass rate, 4th most frequent team to pass to the middle of the field in the sideline. Pre-snap motion percentage, 25th out of 32. Outside run rate, 24th. Shotgun run rate 16th. And offensive pace 13th. Here's what Hayden Wink specifically had to say about Brian Flores in his synopsis of this summary of uh, the Dolphins having one, two, three, four, four top 10 categorizations, and only two three categories categorizations outside the top half of the NFL. Quote If I was factoring in front office decision-making and Brian Flores' leadership, the Dolphins' offense would be ranked even higher than it already is at ninth. Despite bottom five offensive talent, Miami was aggressive in all phases last year, including on fourth downs and passing on early downs, and opted for a high rate of passes over the middle of the field. There's obviously plenty of room for growth all around, but the upgrades along the offensive line will help Flores figure things out quicker. In year two of the regime, the Dolphins should at least utilize more play-action passing and pre-snap motion. You got to be pretty thrilled with this if you're a Miami Dolphins fan. And that's, there's some irony here. And I know I've spoke on this on the show before, but it's the thought, the first thought that came to my mind, I'm reading this, it's like, geez Louise, man. Like the Dolphins sunk 10 years into looking for a coach that could bring a modern offense Miami and as far as statistically speaking and all that last year's Dolphins offense was not like a high-flying circus act or anything like that and that's fine but at the very least there's a modern approach to the game you looked at the rankings that they put together here in 10 tree 10 critical key offensive analytics you know Numbers indicating that you have more success the more you do blank. And it took kissing the frogs of Joe Philbin and Adam Gase, and it took going completely away from what we were chasing for 10 years to get what we were looking for all along. So instead of, oh, this guy ran this sexy offense with Peyton Manning, I want him to bring that here, Miami instead says, who's the most qualified person to make decisions and lead a team, and do I trust this person to bring the people and surround the people around him that are going to give him the information that he needs to be as educated as possible to lead as proficient of a team as possible? Well, lo and behold, it's interesting because you take all of these numbers and you compare it, or you pair it, I should say, with the fact that there is a very big push in the analytics community that coverage is more valuable than pass rush. I want you guys to think about where the Dolphins invested their early picks, where the Dolphins invested a lot of their money in free agency. What is the identity of the Dolphins' defense? It's the secondary. They didn't go out and sign Jadavion Clowney, even though they were interested, reportedly. They didn't draft Kay LeVon Chase on with the 18th pick as a potential stud chess piece pass rusher. Instead, they drafted an offensive lineman and then drafted their third corner at number 30. And then drafted a safety at number 70, despite signing three safeties in free agency. And Byron Jones. So both sides of the ball now, we seem to have some indicators that Brian Flores is quote-unquote woke as it pertains to the trends in the league and what research seems to indicate pertaining how you can best construct a football team, how you can best run a football team. Now, as as far as some of these numbers, um, I expect the law of averages to k- will kick in to some degree as it pertains to... Uh, the the pass rate while trailing, right? Our pass rate on early downs was second in the league. That's because the Dolphins knew they just don't even bother wasting your time trying to run the ball. You can't run the ball. Outside run rate, 24th. We got Matt Breen in the building now. Hopefully we can see a little bit of improvement in that rate. Shotgun run rate, I'd expect we'll see that number, which was 16th out of 32 teams. Rise with Chan instead of a more traditional under-behind-under-center approach with Chad O'Shea. The pace, I think, will continue to move fast. Even with a young quarterback, I think they'll play fast because it's a more simplified offense. Pre-snap motion percentage, that is a key indicator of what? Provides offense with cues on if they're running man or zone defense on the other side of the ball. With an experienced quarterback in Ryan Fitz, probably was more focused on getting everything set. A lot of controls at the line of scrimmage. Fitz probably picked up on a lot of that as a savvy guy. I'd expect we'll see more of that. That's one thing I have been doing. Not quite ready to bring it to the pod yet, or Dolphins wire yet. But I'm watching a lot of Alabama offense and trying to pull and pluck plays that Tua probably liked, based on how frequently they were used trying to place personnel amid Alabama's personnel in those situations. That's something I'm looking forward to. It's kind of been an ongoing project in between all the other stuff I have going on. So stay tuned there. Play action rate definitely can stand to improve. No reason why it won't. Fourth down aggressiveness may regress just a bit because the Dolphins don't, won't be so chasing games, playing the game with the hand tied behind their back. But again, you look at all these numbers, you you look at the construction of the team, and it's exciting that Adam Gase was a a gut guy. His way, he believed it to be a certain way. Joe Philbin tried to be a gut guy. He he tried to be bold and ambitious. Who remembers the getting queasy game against Green Bay? I hate that this is like the second time I brought it up in two weeks. But Joe Philbin had an opportunity to pass for a first down and stay aggressive. And what did he do? He ran the ball because he felt a little queasy just to try and milk clock. And what did that, that, what did that do? They got stuffed, they punted the ball, and Green Bay came down the field and scored and won the football game. Because Joe Philbin, despite preaching playing fast and being aggressive did not actually have the conviction or the stones to go for it and put his money where his mouth was. We didn't see any of those issues with Brian Flores. We saw a winless Miami Dolphins team score a touchdown in the final 30 seconds against Washington, and he chose to go for the win at home. Conventional wisdom says Look, you're at home, you have momentum, kick the extra point, send it to overtime, winning in overtime. Brian Flores says, I can get two yards. I can find a way to get my team two yards and win this football game right now. Did it work out? No. Were there people saying, oh, that's the play you drew up? You're definitely tanking now. Of course he did. But you know what? That aggressiveness on, on in key game situations... Helped spring the Dolphins to a win against the Philadelphia Eagles at home in December, including two fourth-down conversions that went for touchdowns, one of them being Mountaineer Shot, which won't play of the year by the NFL. The surprise onside kicks, the fake punts, trick plays against New England, continued aggressiveness. Brian Flores put his money where his mouth is. He said, I want to be this, I want to be this, I want to be smart, intelligent football team. Guess what? the indicators based on research that smart people are doing about the game of football and what you how you should approach game situations and how you should approach roster construction Brian Flores is doing those things as the leader of this football team it's kind of cool to see because we we've been looking for this but we've been using the wrong qualifiers. I say we, I mean the Dolphins brass and, and hiring process for a head coach. Using the wrong qualifiers to get there. Correlation or causation. Oh, Is it because of X variable? Is, is Adam Gase's offense good because Adam Gase is there? Or is Adam Gase's offense good because Peyton Manning is running it? Is Joe Philbin's offense good because Joe Philbin's there, even though he was never a play caller? Or is Joe Philbin's offense good because Aaron Rodgers is running? Brian Flores, the more we get to see, the more continued exposure we have to Brian Flores. It's clear, not just defensive play calling, but rather big picture stuff, he's got the goods. And that's why more than anything else, Dolphins fans, you should feel feel very good going into this weekend that you're Head coach is Brian Flores, your GM is Chris Greer, and your quarterback is Tua Tunga-Vailoa. I'm going into the weekend feeling good that I have all of you who carve some time out of your day and listen to Locked On Dolphins, and I'm very appreciative of it. Hope you guys enjoy your weekends. It's a rainy day here on Friday for me, so probably stay inside, get on the sticks, play a little bit of Madden. Already got two in there in a franchise. Don't worry. We're having success, too. It's a lot of fun. Kyle Krabs signing off. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your weekends. And I hope you keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins and come back and see me again on Monday.